Welcome to Grad Life by the Horns, the bi-weekly podcast hosted by Becky Hills and Sophie Scully. We're here to make your 20s that little bit less scary. Touching on everything from career anxiety, struggling to pay your rent and the imposter syndrome that we all feel but no one talks about, this podcast will prove that ultimately we're all in the same boat. everyone it's Sophie here and welcome to part one of our very special episode to round up the season how to grad life by the horns in the world today the reason I say part one if it's not already obvious is because there will be a part two the reason being is we were completely overwhelmed and so grateful for the amount of submissions we got and interest we got from wonderful final years and graduates who just want to share their experiences and insights into navigating life as it is today during a global pandemic. Ultimately, for you as listeners and for participants and for even Becky and I, selfishly, the more people there are, the more likely you are to resonate with someone, to be inspired by someone and to be potentially influenced by someone. So we really hope that you find an element of community and solace by listening to this episode. Another project that we have released recently has been our newsletter, which comes out every other week surrounding the podcast episodes. And we've only released two, but we've had two wonderful contributors to our quarantine diaries, Don Penner and Molly Tawney. And we have covered topics as a whole, which surround resilience, productivity, working from home, and how to look forward to a brighter future after all of this. So if you want to subscribe, go to our Instagram account at gradlifebythehorns where you'll see all of our social media content and in our bio you will see a link. It's really easy, it's really quick and it will give you another medium to look at every now and again to help you get through these times. We would also love to hear some topics that you would like us to write about or even discuss in the podcast so please let us know. Our inbox is always open. So just quickly before we get in to the episode and to the wonderful contributors, I would just like to share how this global pandemic has affected me, what I'm struggling with and what I think is really important to remember. How it's affected me is that it has completely thrown my summer plans up in the air. That might sound materialistic, but it's a lot deeper than that. My plan was at the end of April, I was going to finish my job. Then I was going to go to Malta for a festival and for a family wedding. And then I was going to work in my mum's pub for a month or so to earn a little bit of money. And then I was going to head to the USA to work as a camp counsellor in a kids camp in Pennsylvania. I was and I am so, so excited for it. I worked so hard. I've always wanted to do it. I put a lot of money into it and a lot of passion as well to get placed at the camp I'm placed at today. And ultimately, it's up in the air due to things that are completely out of my control, out of the agency's control and out of the camp's control. So there's literally nothing that can be done about it. And it's just so hard to stay positive because it's just making me so anxious. And everything else before that and after that is dependent on this and where my next paycheck's coming from and where I'm going to be living. It just encapsulates everything. So that's how it's affected me and I'm just trying to take it day by day, really. What I've struggled with is I am really struggling with the fact that I have vulnerable family members and friends who I'm very worried about. I feel a little bit helpless. I want to help the people who are really struggling and those on the front line more. 
And I guess I'm doing my bit by staying at home and I'm on an NHS volunteering system. They want me, I'm there. However, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough, which I think a lot of us are battling with at the minute and it's difficult. But one thing that I am struggling with, and I know a lot of people close to me will agree with me because they've received the other end of it, is I cannot find a happy medium in my mood at all. I am either positive as anything, happy as Larry, thinking that everything is going to be okay, to literally this negative, horrible pit that I just cannot get out of. And there's no medium. And I feel like if I had that medium, it will help me get day to day and be more pragmatic and sane. (laughs) So yeah, that's annoying. And if you guys are going through the same thing, please drop me a message because I'd love to hear it. One thing that we have to remember, guys, is this is global. This is a global issue and everyone is struggling one way or the other. Granted, a lot of people are struggling a lot more and we really need to build our empathy and to see what we can do safely that can help them if there is anything that we can do. And just educating ourselves, being aware of that. We are accountable. We've never been more accountable for our own health, for other people's health and other people's safety. What we do now, the decisions we make now, will impact not just ourselves, but other people for years to come. So how are you utilising this time of stillness to you know, make those steps and be that better person, be the best version of yourself right now? I think it's probably best to let everyone else get on with it. Thank you again so much to everyone that contributed, you absolute wonderful souls. I wish everyone the best, listeners and contributors. Be safe, take care of yourselves and others, and be kind. Enjoy the episode, guys. Bye. Hi there, my name is Claudia. I'm here to tell you a little bit what I've been up to during this lockdown period. So before all of this, I was working in a school and applying for my master's. Things were going pretty well. I was really busy with that. And then now it's all just kind of come to a bit of a, a bit of a stop, which is a bit interesting. And it has taken some sort of adjusting to the different kind of way of life of you having a lot more time on your hands. Some of the things that I found really helpful is literally starting my day as I would normally a work day with a to-do list it can literally be the most simplest things like breakfast then watch Netflix then read then you know all the things that you would usually do in a day just write them down then you can just tick them off and even if it's just the simplest of tasks you'll still feel like you're achieving something as you would in a normal work day you know like you go to work and then you do you know your various activities like it's a sense of accomplishment doing that during this time is still so important to kind of keep you going and having those different interests and different things to keep you ticking over I would say is like a really good basic thing that just kind of helps train your brain to keep it going a few things that I've taken up at the minute I'm learning Spanish and sign language so I'm learning Spanish on a free app called Duolingo you've probably heard of it it's so good it's just a few language games every day keeps you going you get flames you get gems and rewards and stuff and it's it's just a really fun easy app to use really would recommend that the sign language is again something that wants to do something that's like use your hands kind of you learn on a screen but obviously it's not just like being constantly on your phone that is through a website called One Education 
Brilliant. Paid about £15 for the course and you get around 90 to 100 lessons, I think. And at the end of it, you take like an assessment and then you get level one, level two in sign language, which is really cool. Those are kind of the two hobbies I've picked up. Also really been enjoying any live stream dance classes and like home workouts on Instagram because as we all know, exercise is so important and I'm a dancer anyway. So like dance is a passion of mine. Usually I'd be going to two or three dance classes in a week normally in a studio. So it's really important to keep up your hobbies and have a bit of a dance in your kitchen with, you know, somebody doing it on a live stream. Like there's so many good things. And yeah, the same for home workout. There's so many interesting, different things out there. So yeah, use Instagram in a positive way that can inspire you like that. Focus on your own interests and keep driving with them it'll feel kind of a bit more normal that's what I found the more you kind of do your interests and hobbies it really does help I've also been reading a lot more I'm reading a book called Silka's Journey at the minute which is the sequel to The Tattooist of Auschwitz they're both by Heather Morris I'd really recommend them they're quite big books but you know we've got a lot of time on our hands so yeah I really want to start Eleanor Ophelian is completely fine that's my next book I'm going to go to because I know that's had a lot of good reviews also getting your your daily exercise in on your one walk run whatever that is outside fresh air endorphins all that jazz is so important and just keeping on going talking to your friends as much I know like my phone is just constant because everybody is making an effort now I'm really driving and making sure people are okay check up on people if you're isolating alone or isolating with people who you don't necessarily get on with like make sure that you're you know, calling somebody who you do get on with, staying in touch, making sure people are okay and that you're okay and you're checking in with yourself a lot because it's a horrible time and it's the unknown that's really scary. But, you know, we'll get through it and we can get through it collectively and together. This is why things like this are really good because it's everybody coming together. I hope you all stay safe and hopefully we'll be out of this soon. Thank you very much for listening to me and thank you to the girls at Grad Life by the Horns. Hello, my name is Hannah Keating and I graduated in 2017 from Loughborough University. I then worked in a couple of different jobs supporting students in their well-being as well as working on equality and diversity initiatives and focused around students as well. Recently I decided to go back to university to study for a master's in occupational therapy at Oxford Brooks which is what I'm doing now. So OT is an allied health profession if you haven't heard of it before and OT is currently working on the front line of this pandemic along with obviously nurses, doctors, physiotherapists and lots of other allied health professionals. I was due to go on placement for the first time in my local hospital last week, but sadly, and obviously sensibly, this got cancelled a couple of weeks ago, which has left me as a student in limbo, really, at the moment, which is can be quite unsettling. Structure and routine are a really big part of what keeps me feeling sane, secure and well. With this missing at the moment, I've almost fallen into metaphorical holes quite often. So I decided to make a rough and very flexible schedule to help me structure my days consisting of time for uni work, chores, creative time, chill time, which I found really helpful so far. I think there's quite a lot of pressure to be super productive with all of this extra time that we suddenly have and I'm trying really hard to resist that because I don't think it's necessarily very healthy. My main focus for the foreseeable future, unpredictable future as well I guess, is to focus on looking after myself, resting up, practicing some self-reflection because a lot has changed for me initially since being a student 
then being a graduate and now being a different kind of student again and I think it's important to really think about how far I've come how much I've learned and how I can put all of this into practice day to day and I think that's something that is really important actually for anybody people who are currently studying finalists first years people who have graduated because actually from you know a year ago or even six months ago you've come really really far and I think this is quite a nice time to try and celebrate those successes and anything different that you've achieved really also I guess from an OT perspective it's been really interesting with this pandemic to observe others during this kind of self-isolation and lockdown situation. Over the past few weeks I've been hearing from loads and loads of people around the world through social media and also you know over phone calls with family and friends sharing their own discoveries of new meaningful and purposeful activities at home or online that they're doing and this is really interesting to me because OTs in practice adapt activities to aid people to do the things that they need and want to do every day so whether that's cooking or washing or going to work or taking part in in a hobby that's what we aim to do and I read a tweet from an OT the other day saying that suddenly millions of people are actually practicing occupational therapy on themselves in some ways without even realizing it which was really interesting to me people are adapting parts of their furniture to help with their now housebound workouts for example or finding new ways to carry out usual everyday activities because they can't do it how they used to anymore and these are all examples of adaptive practice which is something that OTs do day in day out in their jobs so to me that's amazing and selfishly maybe I hope that this might make it easier for me in future to explain what occupational therapy is because lots of people obviously don't know one last parting thought maybe before I finish and maybe the most important one I think to me is that I really hope that the feelings of disappointment we're all having at the moment when plans have been cancelled or we can't access something that we'd like to although these are uncomfortable feelings I hope that we'll build empathy and understanding of experiences of others in the future so in occupational therapy there's a term called occupational deprivation which basically describes a state in which people are prevented from or excluded from opportunities to engage in activities that mean something to them because of factors outside of their control so in some ways we're all experiencing some level of occupational deprivation at the moment which is maybe why many people feel more exhausted even though maybe they're not doing so much or you know it might be the reason for particularly low mood in some people at this time as well but I think it's important to remember that for many people occupational deprivation is an everyday or a pretty regular occurrence actually so thinking about residents in solitary confinement in prisons or people with chronic illnesses who experience flare-ups and have to cancel plans regularly or even just elderly people who can't get out as much as they'd like to all of these people and many more I haven't obviously given every example under the sun they're all at high risk of occupational deprivation and all of the negative feelings we may be having at the moment they have every day without the coronavirus outbreak so definitely definitely we all have a right to feel disappointed and upset and low about things at the moment for sure but I hope that as awful as this pandemic is it might allow us to all grow and develop our empathy our understanding and our humanity a bit because we sure as hell need it after this Hello to everyone listening. Thank you, Sophie and Becky, for having me on. I'll give a quick intro to start. So my name's Stan Hill. I graduated from the University of Warwick in July 2018 with a bachelor's in chemistry. Uh, straight out of uni, I worked for a media and tech startup for about half a year before I joined my current role on the technology grad scheme at HSBC, which I started in July last year. These uh, last few weeks have been 
a bit strange to say the least. Uh, staying indoors most of the day, not being able to see friends and family. It's been different. It's been a bit surreal, to be honest. Personally, I'm not complaining too much because I know that compared to many others, my situation is okay. I'm fortunate enough to have my job and still be able to work from home. I can't imagine how it must be to be a student right now, especially those in their final year. The same goes really for anyone who's just graduated and is looking for a job or people who have got job offers, which are supposed to start soon. My heart goes out to you. It must be a, a bit of a nightmare at the moment. Personally, yeah, so I'm trying to manage my own mental state right now by keeping as productive as possible and sticking to a routine every day. It really is just a case of staying as positive as possible and see it out until we can get back to normal, really. The way I see it, just because normal life has somewhat come to a halt, it doesn't mean that we have to stop working towards whatever it is that we're working towards, you know, whether it's uni study or learning a new programming language or writing blogs or anything. I just don't really want to look back on this isolation period and feel like I've wasted weeks or months, you know, just doing nothing. Having said that, having said that, it is very easy to overdo it with a productive mindset. But to be honest, I've been guilty of this myself during this isolation period it is very important to have that downtime too you know like watching netflix amazon prime etc playing playstation whatever it does sound very cliche but it is about finding a balance with it my routine at the moment is looking something like this getting up having breakfast getting dressed starting work for nine working till about twelve thirty, and then going for a run at lunchtime getting back having lunch having a shower and then back to work till about 5.36. Yeah, and then after dinner, I do a bit of personal learning before I have that downtime that I just mentioned, like watching Netflix or whatever. I would say that there are a couple of things to keep in mind during these weird and quite testing times. First thing that I just touched on was keeping active. So I personally go for a run every day, or most, most days, that is. But keeping active is so, so important right now, not just for our physical health, because obviously we're staying inside all day and that can't be good, but also for our mental health, it does make the world of difference, the world of difference. Second point is obviously social distancing is probably going to take a toll on our mental health. You know, if you are struggling with that, then that's okay. You know, that is okay. You know, take that time to reflect on how you're feeling, process that and with that being said talk to your friends and family about it you know because everyone's going through a similar period right now talk to your friends and family about it and checking on how they're doing too because you gotta keep spirits high and talk to each other finally and i think you know this is one of the most important things to keep in mind right now is just to be nice to each other it's been a tough few weeks and it is likely to get harder mental health may suffer a bit the reality is that people may also lose loved ones as well. So you don't know what people are going through. You know, there's absolutely no time to be an arsehole right now, really. We just have to keep spirits high. Thank you for having me on. Stay inside and stay safe. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephanie and I'm a student at the University of Edinburgh. Just about two weeks ago, we were just told out of the blue that all our lessons will be shifting online and borders just started closing everywhere because of the outbreak. And so myself and my sister, who was studying at Durham, needed to basically pack up our entire lives in the UK and just flee home 
back to Malaysia before borders closed and we couldn't do so. So we just had to buy like multiple flights and some of these flights just kept getting cancelled. As new regulations came in, different countries just refused to let us fly. So I think in total, each of us spent like 600 quid just trying to get home to our families. And it was just a very destabilizing time just for everyone. Once we got home, we needed to just quarantine for 14 days. And in fact, I'm still have just not left my room because we're not allowed to have any social interaction or to speak to anyone until our quarantine period is over. And it's just incredibly challenging because, you know, you never realize how much human interaction you appreciate until you just can't talk to your family or like your dad and your mom. The way I've sort of been managing this personally is I think for the first few days I just kind of like didn't manage it and just just sat around tried to really take in the situation because everything was so surreal and it was so unexpected I hadn't come to terms with the fact that I was home yet and following that uh, now that I've just started to get into a routine I just sort of cope with it by like FaceTiming my friends a lot and talking to people and just trying to keep some sense of routine so that I'm not just doing nothing every single day. I guess my advice to people who are also struggling to cope in these really trying times is to first of all establish some kind of routine for yourself, whether that's just changing out of your night clothes or just putting some makeup on for the day or like doing something that makes you feel like you've been productive, maybe making a list of things you need to do. Well, alternatively, I think it's equally okay if you don't feel like you have the energy or you don't have the emotional capacity to be doing anything because these are just very strange times that I think you shouldn't use to pressure yourself to achieve lots of things. The last thing I wanted to say is a kind of key thing that I think we can remember and really appreciate in these times is that only a few things really matter. I think it's become clearer and clearer that in times such as these, People stop caring about things such as their career, their like, monetary success or social climbing and all these kind of things that we're usually caught up with in our everyday lives, work and uni. And that the most important thing really is our own survival and our ability to with, be with our families and that they're healthy. So I just hope that at the end of all of this, we just don't forget that these are the most important things. Hi everyone, I'm Gracie. I'm 23 and I'm a graduate trainee at GuyCat. I recently graduated from Loughborough University with a Master's in International Business. Like everyone else, coronavirus has had a huge impact on me. I guess the biggest challenge for me is the lifestyle change. I haven't had much time to embrace being a graduate in the way that I expected to because I'm not travelling or seeing my friends, there's fewer graduate opportunities and I'm physically separated from my graduate community. I expected graduate life to be a transition stage between being a student and being a full-time adult, but this sudden increase in responsibility and isolation makes me feel like we've been thrown into the deep end. However, I am hoping to rise to the challenge and slowing down my graduate life has been beneficial. I've never had a break from education. I haven't had a holiday in two years and I started my full-time job just before I graduated. So isolation and luckily being able to work from home gives me time to reflect, enjoy the small things and prioritise things differently without feeling the pressure to progress. I'm also glad that the limitation of travel and production has reduced our environmental impact and I'm fortunate to have technology that bridges the social distance between me and my friends and my family. Some of us are reaching out to each other more than we did before because we're realising how important those relationships are. I'm also spending much less money on things and having to be more resourceful, which is good.
So to grad life by the horns, I'm staying up to date with government and professional advice. I know that staying home and social distancing are vital to protect frontline workers, the NHS and vulnerable people, including those who might not realise that they're vulnerable. To stay productive, I prepare for the day like normal, try to keep my workspace functional and balance my day with scheduled breaks. Instead of focusing on what we can't do and the temptation to go outside because we're being told that we can't, I'm taking it day by day and trying to be grateful for what I still have and can still do. I think protecting our mental health is just as important as protecting our physical health, so I'm relaxing more, taking care of myself and connecting with people differently, like through virtual quizzes. I'm trying to stay motivated and learn new skills too. Uh, I used to be a gymnast, so I'm walking and exercising with my sister a lot, and I'm also doing virtual Saturday workouts with my friends and loving the trending physical challenges on social media. Based on my personal experience, my advice is to nurture your relationships, keep connecting to the world and try not to become too introspective or live entirely through your phone. It's important for us to support each other and let someone know if you're struggling because they might be able to help. Remember that the world is going through this together and we should be kind to ourselves because it's hard to adapt to a pandemic. We can keep living around this and find new ways to protect ourselves mentally and physically. We should celebrate wherever we can, relax, stay active, set ourselves challenges. I also think it's important for us to stay up to date with the news but not watch it all the time because constantly thinking about the risks and tragedies that we can't control is very overwhelming. For students, I know that this is disruptive, but it doesn't have to diminish your university experience. The successes and memories that you've gained so far will still define it. Everyone is in control of how they adapt to this, so you should carry on setting goals and developing in new ways. And I think we should all try to be grateful for the things that we do have. Also, remember that we've overcome other global challenges before without the technology and the science that we have now to support us through coronavirus. We just all need to be patient and responsible. We're all accountable for following government and professional advice, so stay home and stay safe. If not for yourself, then to protect the vulnerable and the frontline workers. It might get worse before it gets better, but we have the potential to come out of this with new opportunities, perspectives and respect for each other. So let's try and make the best of it. Hey, I'm Maddie and I graduated from the University of Leicester last year and I've since moved to London to work in PR. In my spare time, I run a blog and Instagram page called Mind the Gap Graduates. Myself, due to the virus, I've actually had to move home to Peterborough because of a change in my plans to move into a flat with my friends. She lost her upcoming job as a result of it, so we weren't able to move in with them and someone put an offer down on our flat, so we had to move out of London and it kind of seemed fitting just to move back to my parents to save some money for the time being. Now I know that it's worked out for the best, really. Having a garden and just a nice area to live in, it's been perfect, actually, rather than being in a small flat in London. I'd say the whole situation has made my first year in graduate life a lot weirder than it already was. I'd been quite unhappy anyway and was planning to move flat and review my job situation, but now I'm back working in my room where I study for GCSEs and A-levels, so I feel like I've gone back in time and told I can't do anything to change it until I'm told that I can. I've got my blog that keeps me going as I'm constantly working away to help other graduates like Becky and Sophie who run this podcast do. I've also enrolled myself on a few courses online that will boost my CV for future roles once this is all over. I think it's probably a great time to invest in myself, so doing that's really helped me to have a structured routine as well. My advice for those people feeling confused and down about all of this would be to embrace it for what it is. I can't remember the last time I gave myself permission to enjoy some time off, so maybe this is a good opportunity for that. Take each day as it comes, and if you're feeling down, just remember that it will soon be over, and we are doing this for a really positive reason, to save lives. 
for me, I'm going to grad life by the horns, embracing the time to relax and work on myself. And hey, if that means some days I just laze around and watch TV, then that's clearly what my body and mind needed. So I shouldn't feel bad about it. Just know that if you are struggling through this time, you aren't alone and it is a very odd time to be a young adult, but we can get through it. My name is Kira. I am a second year student studying history and politics at the University of Sheffield. There's definitely a lot going on for university students at this time. A lot of us are still finding out how we're going to be examined or how online teaching is going to take place. And there's definitely a lot of stress for third year students who aren't even sure how they're going to graduate yet. The good thing is that the university have put a lot of safety measures put in place. So like a safety net policy and there's a lot of support if you do need it, which is definitely reassuring that we have people on our side during this weird time. But that doesn't mean there's not a lot of anxiety still amongst university students. For a lot of university students we had the strikes at the beginning of the year which took up a big chunk of time and now we have this pandemic so that means that we've already been behind in quite a few lectures and seminars so for one of my modules we only had two in-person lectures and seminars and then one online and the essay for it is next month and that's worth 100% of my grade for that module so it's hard to make a start on things when we don't have the content to get the ball rolling but that's not to say we blame the lectures for any of this at all no one could have predicted this happening it's completely unprecedented it's definitely hard for both students and lecturers at this time, but there is a lot of cooperation that's really nice getting reassurance from our lecturers that, you know, we're not going to be unfairly penalised for anything. It's so hard without any normality to pick up motivation to begin with to get these assignments due in. To try and cope with everything, I feel like self-love is probably the biggest one. A lot of my friends have been saying they haven't had the motivation to do anything, and I think that goes to show that we're all in the same boat. We shouldn't be punishing ourselves or feeling bad about not getting our work done, because given what's going on, it's completely understandable. Even if you do a tiny bit of work, we should be proud of that. So I will not be punishing myself if I'm not getting as much as I usually would, given the circumstances. Treat yourself during this period, make time for yourself rather than trying to pull your university work first because given what's going on, no one can blame you if you want to sort of take a back seat when it comes to studying and university work. And I think with time, it'll just get a lot easier to get our heads in the right mindset. Hi, my name is Alyssa and I'm a final year fine arts student at Loughborough University. And as a result of COVID-19 and the closure of uni, we've had our degree show postponed and potentially cancelled. It's an incredibly frustrating and sad time for all art students, in particular final years, who have lost out on the opportunity to exhibit their work in their final degree show and have also lost the opportunity to keep creating in a studio environment with endless facilities. However, it's incredibly important to keep going and to stay positive because there isn't much you can do to change the situation. One of the best things to come out of this is the online community of artists that seems to have appeared. There are some amazing Instagram pages led by art students from art schools across the world who are supporting each other by sharing each other's art pages and artwork on social media to create our own online degree shows and exhibitions. The way in which students are adapting to the situation and finding other ways to put themselves out there as creatives and artists is really inspiring. It is also incredibly encouraging seeing others making the most out of the situation and using it in a positive way. As a result, I have also increased my online presence as an artist and made the most of connecting with other creatives through online platforms. I have also continued to create and pursue my practice, adapting to my new environment outside of the art studios. I am motivated to continue creating and to use creativity as a way to escape and relax. This pandemic has given us the chance to realise the importance of creatives and being creative. My top tips are stay positive, it won't last forever. Make a routine and stick to it. To-do lists can really help. 
If you are doing work, make sure you do it in another room other than your bedroom, if possible, as this can help increase your productivity. Make the most of your allocated exercise. If you are a creative, make use of the time to increase your online presence. Maybe begin a website or a social media page. I would recommend uploading your artwork to a website called sarchiart.com, as this is a website where you can begin and sell and show your work online. Use the time to start new works and experiments that you never thought you'd have the time to do before. My name's Tom Vigar. I graduated last summer from the University of Sheffield. I did politics there alongside Becky. Since then, I've, well, I'm really into my music, play the guitar, piano, sing, write songs. So I was kind of hoping to spend some time focusing on my music at the moment. Just getting a job in a shop or a cafe or something like that and playing music in my free time was the idea. I did that in Sheffield for a little bit and then recently moved back home to the southwest where I'm from originally. I moved back down here kind of just before the whole coronavirus situation really kicked off. So quite frustrating at the moment because I can't get out and play music. I can't go to any gigs or open mics and stuff like that at the moment, which is quite frustrating because that's what I want to be doing. But I'm also very lucky in that I've uh, I got myself a job in a kind of sustainable food shop, a small supermarket. That means I'm still able to work at the moment because obviously places like that are still open, which is brilliant. I'm very grateful for that. My life at the moment involves working in the shop about three days a week, which is a really good experience. It's nice to have an excuse to get out of the house. Obviously, we have to be very, very careful keeping ourselves and the customers safe, being very careful with hygiene there. But it is nice to be... You get some real interaction with people that way, which is nice, albeit two metres apart. And then the rest of my week I'm spending... Well, the idea is to do some recording, record some of my songs... But I find it quite frustrating recording because I'm not I'm not the most patient and uh, it does require patience. So I'm doing some recording, but also, yeah, just some reading, quite a lot of reading, which I really enjoy. I find that a very, very good way to relax because when you're reading a book, you can go at your own pace rather than at the pace of something on the TV that you have to kind of keep up with. It's You're completely at your own pace and you can take yourself into another world as well. So I really like reading as, as a way to relax. Catching up with friends over over the internet, which is brilliant. It's nice how much interaction is going on online. I feel almost busier than I would be in normal times with the amount of uh, online interaction I'm having. I've got all the, the frustrations that, that lots of people have, I think, about this. I kind of, I'm missing my friends and my girlfriend and people who I'm not able to see at the moment, which is really frustrating and, and a real shame. And I'm really looking forward to when I will be able to meet people again. I can't really deny that I'm very, very lucky. I'm at home with my family. I've got a garden that I can go outside in, which is nice. I'm still in a job at the moment. I'm generally got to be grateful for all the ways in which I'm I'm very secure and very lucky. I think the key thing is I'm trying to focus on things that, that I can control. I think that's important because there's lots of stuff that we can't control at the moment. There's no point stressing about things you can't control. Just trying to find some kind of acceptance of the situation and, and looking at what I can control and can do with my life and, and, and thinking about that. I think the kind of pressure on people to be do, taking on all sorts of projects and doing all sorts of big things at the moment. And actually, if you want to, that's great. That's cool. But also, you don't have to you can just spend some time watching telly and trying to look after yourself. And if that's what you want to do, then that's cool. Go do that. 
Hi, I'm Rafara. So right now I'm managing my own state surrounding the impacts of coronavirus by being at home. So both of my parents are key workers. They both work in healthcare and my younger sister is a school student, so she's not going to school anymore. So just before the lockdown was announced, I decided to just go home because I realized that even though I liked being in my university town and in my student house, if I were to stay there, I would be stressed out and I just wanted to be around my family right now. So I came home and that has really helped. And I'm still managing to look after myself as well by regularly calling my friends, FaceTiming them, texting them, making sure that I keep up with everyone who I love. And then also reaching out to people who I don't usually reach out to as often. Older friends, friends who live further away, people who I'm not used to seeing every day. And I think that's been quite helpful because even though this is a horrible circumstance, I've been able to reconnect with people who I don't speak to as much through it all of my assignments and well everything has been moved online so my lectures my tutorials all of that stuff has been moved online luckily I'm a literature student so most of my degree is reading books and listening to lectures so I haven't been affected too much by practical elements of my degree but I think the biggest way that has affected my student life experience is that my final year has basically been cancelled which is fine I guess graduation has been cancelled my final year ball has been cancelled varsity has been cancelled so it's fine, but it's a bit sad because I've been looking forward to final year activities since I was a first year. So it's just weird to have this anticlimactic abrupt end to everything. It's for the best and I'm hoping that next year, if everything calms down by 2021, I can still do all of those things even though like, things will be different. Average day in my life right now looks like wrestling with my to-do list and my motivation every day because I still obviously have work to do, assignments to do, jobs to apply for, but I think it's I'm struggling to just stay motivated throughout the day. So one thing that I've been doing lately is kind of making my to-do list shorter rather than putting everything that I could possibly do in like a 12-hour day. I've just put the three things that are most important for me to get out of the day so that there's a little bit less pressure on me and I kind of account for the fact that I keep on losing my focus and going into new sleep lives. So that's been quite helpful and I am lucky in that I am self-isolating with my younger sister who's 14 so I just spend most of my day chatting to her and chatting to my friends. Even though I'm still getting some work done I think I'm just being aware of the fact that this is not a normal situation and that I'm not going to be as productive as I would be in the library on campus in October. Key thing for people to remember at a time like this is that it sounds corny but everyone is in the same position. If you're a recent grad or the recent grads are probably in a similar position to you if you're a final year student we're all struggling you just have to be aware of the fact that you're not alone in this and that we're all going through similar problems if you're trying to job hunt everyone's struggling to get a job right now if you're trying to decide what to do with your life right now it's not a normal circumstance to be trying to decide what you're doing right now i think this is a really important time to make sure you're not comparing yourself to other people because Honestly and truly, anyone who looks like they've got their life together on Instagram right now probably doesn't. We're all inside, on lockdown. Yeah, you're just not alone in this. Reach out to people who are in a similar position to you if you can to kind of have those conversations because it's such an abnormal time. Like this is not a normal this is not a normal situation at all. So just remember that everyone is going through it and that it's okay for your life to not look the way that you wanted it to or expected it to or wish that it would right now. I am going to grad life by the horns in this circumstance by using it as an opportunity to kind of get back into things that I love doing. I have more time, so I'm just going to spend more time reading, watching films that I'm really interested in, speaking to people who I haven't spoken to in a little while, and just using it as a time to catch up on things that I'm 
too busy to do or too distracted to do in my everyday life because those are things that I think will bring me joy in a time of uncertainty and uh, I'm gonna grab life by the horns by rediscovering and reaching out to people and things that I love. Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to contribute to this project. I know I can speak for both Sophie and I when I say that we were completely overwhelmed by the amount of people who have shown an interest in sharing their story. And we're so proud actually to offer a platform to those who have such interesting, insightful and powerful stories to share. I've just listened back to the full episode and yeah, completely bowled over by how articulate everyone was and how everyone's staying so positive at a time when it is really difficult. And I think there is no shame in admitting that you're struggling at the moment because it's completely as cliche as it sounds it's a completely unprecedented time and we're all taking it day by day and learning how to adapt to this new normal so thank you so so much to everyone who contributed to part one in part two which will be released next week we have another 10 graduates and students who'll be discussing the highs and lows of life during lockdown and we can't wait for you to listen to that episode too As Soph did at the start of this episode, I wanted to briefly touch on how I'm coping with life at the moment. And if I haven't babbled on about myself enough in previous episodes, here we go again. (laughs) So I am currently working in social media for a multinational property company. And as a result, I'm in the very privileged position to have a fairly safe job at the moment as the digital world has never been more essential for businesses. Everyone's using social more. And so I'm very, very lucky to be fairly safe in my job at the moment and able to work from home really really easily because a lot of what I do is on my phone or on a laptop so yeah I'm in a really privileged position and I firstly wanted to acknowledge that. I am currently living on my own at my house in London as all my housemates decided to abandon me, no joking, all of my housemates decided that going back home to their family homes was the best move for them. I decided not to go home so I went home for the first week before we actually went into official lockdown, I thought it'd be good to get back to the countryside, go and see my cats and see my sister, see my dad. But then I'd become a little bit anxious because I have reduced lung capacity as a result of two, well, one freshers flu induced bout of pneumonia and another just general bout of pneumonia while I was at uni. So my lungs aren't great. And my dad works in the Metropolitan Police in London. And so he is interacting with people on a daily basis. He's getting the tube and is a key worker. So he is at a higher risk of contracting coronavirus than, say, me, for example, if I was living on my own. And because I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, I decided that actually it'd be safer for me to come back to London, live on my own and not interact with people on a daily basis unless I absolutely needed to. So I've been on my own for three weeks now. And well, for the most part, I've been fine. I mean, I named some plants and there's a there's a lovely fox in my garden that I've decided to name Herbert. And he has become my new friend and my daily interactions with him in the garden, which mainly involve me seeing him in the garden, waving ferociously out of a window, him running away, have been great. But there's definitely been some tricky moments. So I've touched on this a bit before and I don't want to go into it in a huge amount of detail because I am conscious of the fact that I talk about this a lot. But I also realise that it could be helpful for some people. So I am going to chat about it. I've had a bit of a history with poor mental health. And in particular, what I've been struggling with over the past few weeks is my eating disorder. So I was diagnosed with anorexia at the age of 17. I'm now 21, nearly 22. And ever since then, 
I have had a very tumultuous relationship with food, exercise and my body and I can go from being really great to really bad at the flick of a switch and there's so many things that impact it and it's yeah it's a really difficult thing to contend with because as much as on the surface you wouldn't look at me and think oh she's anorexic, mentally I still struggle with a lot of those things and during lockdown I found it really difficult actually to contend with the, the voices in my head that tell me I'm not exercising enough and I'm eating too much and I'm not being productive and I'm fat and I'm this because I quite literally have nothing else to think about and I'm not seeing lots of different bodies every day and I'm not talking to people and I haven't got people telling me or Becky you haven't eaten much today or Becky you've done too much exercise today and so I'm my own master at the moment in that regard so I've had days and I think this is partly related to my lovely time of the month coming get any period during lockdown never fun never fun at all I had a week where I was crying pretty much every single day and looking in the mirror and torturing myself and watching Instagram live workouts and thinking I am useless and worthless and not good enough and unproductive and lazy and every single horrible word that had I said that to anybody else they'd have been like oh my god Becky you're a bitch. I really really struggle with it and I was over exercising and under eating as a trying to be like right okay when I get out of lockdown I'm gonna have the perfect body I'm gonna be great everyone's gonna look at me and be like wow Becky you've lost so much weight and actually I had a bit of a revelation the other day where I'd been so horrible to myself to the extent that I'd cried myself to sleep at 8pm because I was so miserable and I woke up the next morning and I was utterly exhausted and I was like what is the point of being so horrible to myself all the time about my weight during a fucking pandemic like people are dying and I am sitting here stressing about whether or not I have a thigh gap or whether or not my arms are a little bit chunky and this thing like it doesn't matter my body shape doesn't matter I am healthy I can run seven eight miles without any issue at all I can work out I eat really healthily and here I am sitting stressing and being so horrible to myself at a time when it's difficult enough anyway as difficult as it is, and I'm not saying this sort of thing happens overnight, but I just took that moment and I said, would I speak to my best friend like this? No, I would not. So why the hell am I treating myself like it? And now I am really actively trying to be like, look, you're going and and being conscious of it and being like, you're going to look in the mirror more. You're going to be thinking about this more. You're going to be more preoccupied with things like weight and exercise because you've got nothing else to do. But being cognizant of that and realising that actually this isn't forever this isn't what life is going to be like forever. And so this mentality is not sustainable in the long term. And keeping telling myself is what I'm finding really working. So if you're struggling at the moment with weight and exercise and seeing everybody being so productive and on it and healthy all the time, just know that for the most part, it's again, social media is that highlights reel and people are only sharing what they want to share. So if you wake up one morning and you don't want to run 10 miles, don't run 10 miles. Do something that makes you happy because ultimately this is a time of working out what works for you and being kind to yourself and showing yourself that compassion that we we don't really have time to in everyday life. I just wanted to put that little bit in there because I know it's something that I've been struggling with. And when I put it on my Instagram story a couple of days ago, I got a really, really good response from it. And I hope that it might make you feel a little bit less shitty about yourself. I can't wait for you all to listen to part two. This project Sophie has done incredible, incredible work on. She gets a hell of a lot of the credit for this. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.